This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. Today we are sitting down with Monica Badar. She is very special to me. We had a great experience together this summer that we're going to dive into. She's helped me uh, get back into my modeling career in a really great way. And I can't wait to kind of chat a little bit about that because I'm super grateful for Monica. But today we're also going to discuss Monica being an intuitive sound alchemist. She is an Egyptian-American intuitive sound alchemist and photographer. She is dedicated to help empower the collective, specifically the feminine, as both an artist and a healer. And I'm really excited to kind of like dig in and and better understand what all of that means and how you're helping heal people, especially women. So welcome to the show, Monica. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. So before we get into it, let's do our Nirvana of the week. I'm going to kick it to Amy to give us, what was your Nirvana this week, game? Yeah, so I just got back from family vacation at the beach, and it was just a great week. The week back has actually been hectic, but the week prior was great. And it was just a time, um, just went with my husband and my two boys and we had some other families that were there. So it was just like a chill, no agenda kind of week at the beach every day, like just, you know, dinners out at night, lots of fun stuff with the kids. It was just like really relaxing and just like a nice way to reconnect after kind of like the summer and the kids were away at camp and stuff. So it was really, really nice. And I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. Yeah, it sounds great. What about you, Katie? Um, my Nirvana is kind of coming off of something that's like totally the opposite of Nirvana. I felt lousy all week. And my Nirvana is this morning, you know, with autoimmune stuff, with my stuff, Amy, I'm always going through like, wait, is it mm-hmm. this? Is it this? Should I do this? Should I do that to feel better? And I try all the things. And then this yeah. morning it clicked and I realized it was my vitamin D and I've been like heavily dosing on vitamin D all day and I'm starting to feel so much better. So that Good. is my Nirvana because I feel so much better than I did all week. What about you, Monica? Awesome. Yeah, this is actually a kind of a hard question. I feel like I I truly try to live every moment in Nirvana and always just be grateful to be alive and here. 
But specifically, I will say probably this weekend, because after this, I will be going to Joshua Tree and doing nothing, reading books, meditating, just relaxing, calm out of the cities. So I'm super excited. That sounds great. Oh, that sounds so nice. I know. I've heard such amazing things about Joshua Tree. It's very cool. All right. Well, let's get into it. Tell us, Monica, explain. I mean, we, we... we have an understanding of sound healing, right, Amy? So the intuitive bit, yeah. intuitive sound alchemist, help us better understand what that means. Sure. So intuitive sound alchemist is kind of a term, I guess, I just, I'm sure I was not the first person to come up with it, but it's just my way of saying that I facilitate sound ceremonies, sound meditation, sound baths. If you've heard of any of those things, it's all talking about the same thing. And how did you, how did you get into it? Cause Monica's like, should I call it your day job? Like your main profession is your photographer, your brilliant photographer. You do the most beautiful photography. She shoots, you shoot models, you shoot celebrities. I mean, you have ad campaigns, like you run the whole gamut with your photography, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how have you found yourself into the sound bath healing world? Yeah. So hmm, I guess my entry point into this whole world of spirituality or uh, the journey within, I would say started when I was 23 or 24. I'm 34 now, so it's been about 10 years. I love the quote. I'm not sure who said it first, but your mess is your message. So Mm -hmm. I found myself in a really, really difficult place at 24. I had gone through, I suppose you could say my dark night of the soul, really horrible breakup um, that led me, left me pretty empty, I would say, and just confused and lost. And I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And I remember I was walking up La Brea and I found this place called the Den Meditation. And they had just opened and they were having like a month, like trial, come try it out. And I wasn't sure what it was, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to go because I need something um, to help. And I became obsessed. I was in there twice a day, every day. They had all kinds of classes such as breath work, yoga nidra, kundalini yoga, just all kinds of classes. And I took all of them. And I so it was the first kundalini yoga meditation that blew my mind. We were laying uh, or we were in class and a lot of it was heavy breathing, kind of like you feel like you're hyperventilating almost. And then at the very end, you lie in Shavasana. And I remember the room being closed. There were no windows in the room and I'm lying down with my eyes closed. And then all of a sudden I started seeing like fireworks shooting and like white in my vision. And I was like, what's going on? This is wild. So after the class, I spoke to the instructor and I explained to her what I saw. And she was like, that's amazing. It means you're clearing things. And so I just became fascinated with the, I guess, subtle energies and how all of that works and everything is interconnected. Um, Fast forward to 2019, uh, I went to Peru. I did my first ayahuasca uh, ceremony. And that was the first time I really experienced what it's like to be so open through psychedelics and have um, energy sound move through you. And that just blew my mind. And I was like, I need to share this with everybody. Like I'm obsessed. So since then it's just grown from there. That's very cool. How was the ayahuasca experience? I think I've seen like, you know, films and stuff on it, but like, it seems very interesting. Like how it was your first time doing it, obviously. So was it like a few days? Like, tell us about that a little bit. 
Yeah. So I went uh, the first time before Peru actually was upstate New York. And I had did a three day weekend, Friday through Sunday uh, ceremony every night. And I mean, it's such a unique experience. It's yeah. so different for every single person and every single time where you will have a completely different experience. But the best way that I can explain it is that my very first experience, I was almost fighting with myself because everything in my body was like, you're back. You've been here before. Welcome back. And I'm like, no, I haven't. What is this? What is going on? You know? And then it's like, yes, you have. No, I haven't. What's, but the whole thing felt so familiar and very nurturing and loving to me. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, it was interesting because my ceremonies are always about like the collective or the world at large and like my place within it and like why I chose to come here on this planet. Um, like sometimes it is personal stuff, but I always invite, uh, I guess you could say like any sort of triggers or anything that sort of makes you stop um, abruptly and make, maybe makes you not feel good. I love those times because I feel like that's moments for expansion. So I invite them in because I want to take a deeper look. Like, why is this here? What is this blockage? Why am I resisting? How can we move past this? Um, and th so, the ayahuasca experience also like really lends itself to that, right? Like anything, anything like sort of trauma or experience that's hard to dive into, it opens the world up so that you're able to process things, right? Absolutely. And it does it in such an intelligent way of like the universe just works in the craziest ways of things that you wouldn't think the way that it'll come up. But it's always, I would say, palatable for because it's you at the end of the day, it's always going to come as an experience in a way that you can relate to it or that will best be suited to you to understand yourself deeper. So when did if that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. When did you start doing these healing ceremonies and who, who are you working with or who have you worked with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say pretty shortly, I would maybe 2021, I started helping out with um, two of my friends, male friends that do ceremonies and they kind of wanted to have a female energy. Uh, so that was really awesome to kind of explore and be open and just kind of play around. And then I started doing one-on-ones with people and everything is word of mouth. And so I do it two ways. One way is just with sound only. And then the other way is with psychedelics, if you so choose. Uh, and they're both very different, but yeah, very healing. So it just kind of depends on what you're looking for, or what you're looking to get out of it. Mm -hmm. With the sound, is it always like a sound bath? Or are there other ways to do the ceremony with a different kind of sound? Yeah, so it's actually a mix, I would say, of uh, instruments that I have. Mm. And sometimes I will also play like mantra music or binaural beats, like her frequency music for mm -hmm. 32 hertz up. Um, it sort of depends. So the intuitive part of the sound alchemist comes from, I have uh, a layout, but I, it's kind of open-ended because I really zone into the person that I'm with. And it's really important for me to connect with them and to kind of help them I'm going to walk you to the door. You're going to walk through the door, but I will lead you there. Mm -hmm. So, and so that lends you to, to decide what kind of sound to use in the ceremony is, is kind of intuitively yeah. what you're feeling the person needs. Absolutely. How long are the ceremonies? How long do they usually last? 
So without the use of any psychedelics, it's about an hour to an hour and a half, um, the actual sound part. And then I love to have like an integration talk afterwards. If it's not right after, then a few days later, just to kind of see like, what was your process? What did you go through? Um, I re- During the ceremony, I really try to stay out and give the person the space. All I'm doing is creating a space for you to feel comfortable and safe to explore whatever you want. And I'm kind of just on the side there for you, bringing you whatever you need to make you feel safe. And that's it. And then like later, we can dive deeper if you want to share. And if you don't, that's also fine. Um, and then with psychedelics, it's going to be like a three and a half to four hour process. I serve a tea, a mushroom tea. Um, using a tea, I feel I've kind of experimented a little bit with like different uh, modes of ingesting. And I think the tea is the best because it takes about 10 minutes to hit you. And it's a very smooth, you don't even really feel it just all of a sudden it's here and it's great. And it kind of starts quickly and ends quickly. So mm. if you're eating mushrooms, it goes through your digestive tract and it can take 45 minutes to an hour. So I prefer the tea. Um, I also, depending on, again, like the intuitive part, I serve cacao in the middle of my ceremony as well, which is a natural heart opener. So kind of just brings all the good, yummy feelings and gets you um, in a nice, loving state. Yeah, you were telling me about the cacao. Let's talk about that a little bit, because that's something that I can go, anyone can just go to Whole Foods and pick up. And so tell us about cacao and why you like, I, I know you just touched on it, but I've never heard about that regarding cacao. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cacao is chocolate um, and it grows primarily in the Amazon. And it's not the chocolate that you would see out because that's usually like um, has sugar and all this other stuff, binders that you don't really need. But essentially it is just raw cacao, which is actually bitter in mm-hmm. taste. And I like to sweeten it with honey or agave and maybe put a little bit of cinnamon um, and you basically sit it, uh, sip it in like a ceremonial way. And you're just kind of like taking sips and just feeling how it's going through your body. Uh, cacao is super good for you. It has tons of magnesium. It relaxes you. It's a heart opener. Um, so I feel like it's another way to really connect deeply with yourself. Nice. That's an easy one that we can do. I don't have to go out and get the psychedelics. Not psychoactive. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was Not I was gonna I was gonna also ask you for those that are interested in like sound healing or sound sound healing ceremonies and they're not in LA to visit you, like what could they do at home? Are there apps? Are there things like what would you recommend if someone wants to do something like this? Especially our listeners who I think are probably newer to this type of um practice, but it, I've, I've done a sound bath a few times and I've really enjoyed it. It's just super relaxing and like gets you in that like Zen state. Um, so yeah, if there's anything you can recommend people could do at home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, YouTube is a great free resource and all Mm. you have to do is type in, you can type in 432 Hertz. Um, so 963 would be like the crown chakra. So basically, um, I have seven bowls that are tuned to the seven chakras. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with chakras, yeah. mm-hmm. but they all also have a hertz frequency attached to them. So you can also just go into a meditation, listening to these sounds, just observing your thoughts, seeing what comes up. I feel like a lot of this work is kind of in the subconscious mind anyway. So if we can just quiet your prefrontal cortex, your monkey mind, reptilian brain, all these things, the voice that keeps chatting forever, 
but you're really like behind that voice. We want to kind of make that voice feel comfortable enough to be quiet so that the real you can come through. Hertz music is a great way. But yeah, there's a ton of like meditation apps and body movement is a great way as well. Like I always like to stretch every day and I can almost feel where I'm tight and then I'm like focusing on that area and it changes every day depending on what we're doing. Do you do a meditation and some sort of like sound bath healing for yourself daily? Yeah, I would say the sound because I, all my instruments are here in LA. So I am definitely playing those every single evening. Um, but in terms of like meditation, I do a lot. I'm pretty, I'm not really rigid or structured with it. I like to do like walking meditations. So I would be walking down the street and I will simply observe, like, there's a car, there's a cat, there's a garbage man, no judgment or thought about it. I am just listing what I see, and that's it. And the second I have a sort of, like, thought or I color the experience, I'm like, wait, and then I pull myself back. I love that. Um, and I think that practice is just being aware that your mind is just, like, nonstop, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, very, that's it's very cool. grounding, just a bit being where you are and pointing out what you see without it taking you anywhere else. So it's very, that's such a great, um, that's a cool practice. Yeah. So you work, you do a lot of your ceremonies are, I, I know you work with two men, but you also do a lot of work with women, which is amazing. How, how's that experience working with women every day? Yeah. I mean, I guess that started with photography, I would say. So I have been shooting for 14 years now. And so what got me into photography basically is I feel like as a kid growing up in an Egyptian household, both my parents are born and raised in Egypt. I'm first generation American. Although I was born in America, my household was still very much Egypt, very rigid, very patriarchal. Um, I definitely felt like I didn't have a voice. I was super, super shy growing up. Uh, I found photography pretty early on, I would say in middle school, because I just became obsessed with like the fantasy of like, mm -hmm. I can, like, I was looking through fashion magazines and I was like put into this world of, you know, beauty. And I could just, I feel like I wanted to create images like that to kind of, and when I look through the viewfinder, I essentially feel like I'm meditating. I've entered a portal and like, whatever's in this box is the only thing that exists. And how can I make the most interesting image within that? Um, so when I started working with talent, specifically female models, uh, I started to notice pretty quickly that uh, take, having your photograph taken is a very vulnerable thing. And like, so I need to do my part to make them feel comfortable. So it's not about me. So I need to get over myself quickly and be able to be there for them to like speak to them and kind of before any shoot, I generally like to sit and like just get to know the person and talk to them because I can sort of feel their energy. And so then I can, I can see what's the best way to photograph them. Like, how can I make them feel the best, look the best, all of that. So it kind of was help, helping me, in a sense, uh, gain my confidence and ability to be able to speak. And then it's just, it's so funny. Like, I feel people, and I, maybe you can also speak to this, since you're in the industry as well, that it just seems so glamorous and beautiful. But a lot of the times, like, everybody's human. Everybody also has their own problems and insecurities. And so I almost, I like to say I'm a photographer slash therapist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, uh, because I can totally attest to everything you just said about, 
like making the other person comfortable. The I f- so I found Monica because my agency gave me a list of like you know t- fifteen photographers that they suggest their their models to use, and I looked at every single person's work, and Monica's work was you could just see how relaxed the models in the photos were. They were just at such ease and there was a vulnerability exactly like what you just said you you just bring something out of you make you make them comfortable i haven't done a photo shoot in over 10 years so the first person that i would shoot with it was like very important that i was comfortable and you were i mean you're amazing her work is so stunningly beautiful and we had so much fun together and you made me so comfortable you're really really good at what you do and you're right i mean it, it, the industry seems glamorous and seems like everyone's so confident. Everybody really has, you know, their shit together and they're so excited to be in front of a camera. And that's not necessarily the case. Like, it's not I, like I hate being in front of the camera. And I'm sure there's a lot of models that, that do. And working with the right person makes all the difference in the world. Um, but it's really, it's really beautiful what you do. We'll have to, we'll have to share some of your work when this episode airs because it's gorgeous. Yeah. And your pictures, because I saw them and they're st- Stunning. They're absolutely gorgeous. I was like blown away. But um, yeah, I I can imagine that's a really hard thing to do to make people comfortable. And then, I mean, I I can't even imagine being being in front of the camera like Katie does. Um, But I could say that I'm sure most people are so uncomfortable and just insecure because you're right. It's a very vulnerable space. Everyone's looking at you. You're supposed to like, it's just so that's that's incredible that you have that skill. Cause I think it's, it's true what Katie said. I'm sure many photographers are not in tune with the other person's energy and they're just like doing their job and kind of checking the box. And it's really important um, to have that connection yeah. with the, yeah. And you do, that's you create awesome. that connection instantly. So it's, you're, you're so fun to work with, you know, just circling back really quickly. Has anyone ever said, so the, the ceremonies that you perform as well, like it's, it seems a bit, and Tell me if I'm wrong, because I very well could be. Like, you're also a shaman. Is it is it not similar to what shamans do? Yeah, I mean, I guess technically speaking, a shaman would be someone that is able to work with energy and sort of go in and out of, I guess, different dimensional realities or or see the subtle realms. I sort of, I mean, I try, I don't have a problem with the term, but I do see in Western culture, it's been thrown around and a lot of people are shamans. And I know that this is something that you're sort of born into. It comes from a lineage, you know, from uh, Africa, the Amazon, but mostly like um, indigenous tribes. So that's why I like to stick with facilitator because also like an important thing is like, so shaman is sort of a hierarchical term term. So if you're going to see a shaman or a healer, it's almost like you're putting yourself beneath them. And I'm really all about empowering the person Um, because if you have a problem and you will not open up, no therapist or healer or whomever can help you. You're the one that opens the door. So it's really important for people to sit in their own seat and know that they are powerful and sovereign beings and you can do whatever you want. You have free will um, and you have a mind and you have a heart, most importantly, and your heart is the gateway and that's your path. And if you follow that, you'll never be led in the wrong direction. So I really try to make that a very important point that you are the healer, essentially. Um, not anyone else. Yeah, that's a great education on the word shaman because you're right. People do 
throw use it throw it around and i've never understood like the true meaning of what it is and i'm sure a lot of people don't the ego is a tricky thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) well tell us before we get into our rap session what i i know that you're still you know doing photography and everything but how much are you trying to segue into doing more of the ceremonies and how can our listener find you if they want to work with you Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently in between New York and LA right now. um, And wherever else in the world that I, you know, I'm able to go to. And pretty much since January of this year, I've kind of been more of a nomadic flow state. It's been, I would say I am in New York and LA every month and a half. I'll probably like just do this back and forth. So two months. But it really depends on when I'm called and when I'm needed. And then I fly out there and I make it work so I can be available anywhere. So between New York, LA, Miami, I travel to a lot as well. So I can pretty much be anywhere. And I do one-on-one sessions. I do group sessions. I have people that also help with me if it's a bigger group. So I'm pretty easy, flexible. It can all happen. And I don't have like a page yet for the sound healing specifically, but... Uh, Monica Bedar, my name at Gmail or monicabedar.com. That's all my photography work, but it's all me. It'll all take you to the same place. And I saw yeah. your Instagram page too. It's beautiful. Yeah. Instagram works as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work is gorgeous. Yeah. Although my Instagram is all like photography, I feel like my stories are always tidbits of little spiritual nuggets of wisdom that I find and like to share. Yeah. 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 I love it. That's great. Well, I'm excited to get into our wrap session because your skin is gorgeous. So I know that there's some some good like wellness tips we can learn from you. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Okay. So again, since January, I've been traveling a lot and I'm always on planes. And I am, since I'm Egyptian, I am a desert person. I'm chronically dry all the time. Coconut water, I know it's simple, but really, really has saved because I Arizona is so dry. I can mm-hmm. feel like my hair gets brittle, my skin gets dry. And I've been chugging one to two, like the big uh, jars of coconut water every day. That by itself has like has done wonders. Water is not enough because the electrolytes and I feel like it gives you a nice plumpness and the fat from the coconut as well is like very good for your skin, your brain. Um so I guess nice. <laughs> good. Yeah, one. we haven't heard that. I like that one. Nice. Yeah, I love All it. All right, the next one we call it your five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and dried off, and Uber has pinged you. They're five minutes away. What are you gonna do to get out the door and in that Uber on time? Yeah, so I love this because I I feel like I'm pretty minimalist. I want to be quick and fast and run out the door. So um, I will get out of the shower make sure my face is clean. So during the day, I like to use resveratrol, which is a polyphenol antioxidant, and it's very good for your skin. So I apply it topically, and then moisturizer. Um, and then at night with SPF, and then at night, um, I will do like a retinol. And then I will do like a thicker kind of moisture cream. So I'm all about like moisture. Yep. Yeah. It's like too. it's never enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how I feel. Nice. Okay. And last one is how do you maintain your daily nirvana? I mean, we already kind of touched on it a little bit, but maybe there's more. I feel like just being always trying to be in tune with myself. Like I'm very, I I think the mind body 
heart connection is very important. So I'm always scanning my body and trying to see like, where do I feel tightness or tenseness? Do I feel good? Because if your body is not working properly, nothing else will work. Because if you're sick, your reality will be a sick reality. Everything that you look at will be... I like to think that the world is neutral. Things are always happening, but it's sort of neutral. And your perception or perspective is what is what colors your reality. So although we are all living on Earth, we can have so many different realities because we're thinking different. So I'm always trying like, and I'm also very aware at I, um, spiritual bypass is a thing that I, uh, you know, when people just are always like love and light and all this stuff, we all have shadow. I'm very aware of mine. Um, but that being said, I know there is darkness in the world. I choose to stay, uh, in the light and to always try to find ways to be grateful and happy for things because it's just not going to serve you if you're always focusing on negative stuff. So I'm always just trying to find the beauty in every situation. Monica, we usually, usually, not always, we've been kind of bad about it, right, Amy? We need to tell our listeners. I know, we have been. We're sorry the I mantra know. has not been with every episode lately, guys. But Monica yeah. is going <laughs> to uh, give us so graciously a, a mantra for to wrap today's episode. So what is it, Monica? Yeah. Okay, so it's quite simple. It is three words. The phrase is in Sanskrit, and it is Sat Chit Ananda. Sat meaning existence, Chit meaning consciousness, Ananda meaning bliss. So we exist. We are here. We are conscious that we are here. And then once we are conscious that we are here, we can go to bliss. So it's kind of like the circle of life, I suppose you can say. You're a baby and then you're aware that you have things and you can see yourself in the mirror. You're like, that's me. <sighs> and then you can go out, have a great experience and be blissful in your life. That's beautiful. That's a good one to keep repeating. And I want to say right? Sat Chit Ananda. Is that right? Okay. Perfect. Great. Doesn't she have the beautiful. best energy, Amy? I mean, like... The but best. So peaceful. The oh. best. I feel like so much better after talking to you. I was feeling like tired and kind of like blah today and you just oh, perked me I up. Know. So I feel, I, feel, I can feel your energy through the <laughs> Amazing. I love the that. phone. Thank yeah. you. Good to have you. Yeah. We'll have to come visit you next time we're in. So are you based in LA? I forgot what you said. I'm back and forth. So I'm on, a, I'm here now. And then I think in a week and a half, I'll be back in New York, but I'm just kind of bouncing around. So Yeah. We can we'll definitely, you. we'll, yeah, we should meet up when I'm back. Absolutely. I'll let you know when I book my flights. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Monica. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.